footfalls echo in the memory. Down the passage which we did not take. Toward the door we never opened. Into the rose garden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Numa. I am your faithful friend and host, Daniel Finnerin. Thank you so very much for joining me. I can't begin to express just how grateful I am to spend a little bit of time together. I mean that sincerely. If, dear friend, you find this content to be insightful, peaceful, stimulating to the mind or soothing to the soul, please do consider subscribing to this modest little channel of mine. It would be a source of great joy to watch it grow and have you as a cherished member of the community. Be sure in the process to share your favorite episode with a close friend, a loved one, and a family member with whom you think it might resonate, or to whom you think it might be of some benefit. This episode is the second of a two-part series in which we're exploring the themes of remorse and regret. Before we immerse ourselves in these deep and difficult emotions, let us center ourselves. Let us become reacquainted with our body and our breath. To that end, I'll ask that you be seated. You can sit upright on a chair or on the ground or floor. Focus your attention on your feet. Feel the point of contact between their soles and the floor. Splay your toes. Stretch them out as far as you can. And let them recoil. Recoil. 
Feel the bend of the knees and the angle at which the hips are flexed. Ascending, I want you to tighten your lower abdomen. Draw it in slightly. Permit your upper abdomen to expand with the diaphragm. With each breath, you should feel the belly rise. Raise and expand your chest. Lower your shoulders and retract the shoulder blades. Draw back and raise your chin slightly. Feel your vertebrae stacked neatly one atop the other. Unclench your jaw, but keep your mouth closed. Allow the tongue to occupy the upper palate. It should make contact with the front teeth. Unfurrow your brow. Adopt an easy gaze. Close your eyes, but maintain that easy, gentle gaze. No sooner are the eyes closed than Undiscovered worlds become visible. Inhale slowly through your nose. As you do so, feel the upper abdomen expand. And exhale slowly through the nose. And feel the abdomen contract. Let's repeat a few breaths together. Very good. Now, you need only breathe and listen. As stated, this is the second episode of a two-part series in which we'll examine remorse and regret. To recap, remorse and regret although often used interchangeably, are not synonymous. They are different. Remorse, the emotion to which we devoted our last episode, is the feeling of sadness you suffer when you reflect on that which you did. 
that for whose performance you are responsible. That act, commonly a shameful or an ignominious one, of which you were the author, or in which you were a willing and active participant. When you feel sorrowful or penitent, or just plain bad about an act you committed, you are feeling remorse. You are remorseful. Remorse presupposes an action, an action for which you feel guilty. It is a difficult emotion to contend with. Regret, on the other hand, is the feeling of sadness you endure when you reflect on that which you failed to do. What you didn't do causes regret. You feel regret for missed opportunities unrealized dreams, unfought battles, unchanced risks, unventured challenges, unlived experiences. You feel regret for those deeds, large or small, of which you were incapable or worse, Fearful. You look back, for example, on a time when your mother, now aged and infirm, was hardy and hale. At a more vigorous hour, she called to inquire if you'd like to pick cherries together. Preoccupied by some trivial distraction you declined. You told her no and carried on watching television or scrolling through social media. Now, confined to her sickbed at the end of her life, she's unable to rise and pick cherries. You might reflect on the lost chance, the opportunity you forewent to walk through the fields and pluck the sweet fruits with which the springtime bushes were rife. That is regret. When, due to a fear of being rejected, you decide against asking out the handsome man or the pretty woman whom you had your eye on. You'll doubtless suffer regret. Which is worse, you ask, 
in some ways that's answerable only by he or she who suffers it. Perhaps you can let me know in the comments or via email. Which do you think is worse? For the remainder of this episode, we'll focus on regret. Footfalls echo in the memory. Down the passage, which we did not take. Toward the door we never opened into the rose garden. This beautiful, arresting passage with which our episode began is from the first stanza of the first poem of T.S. Eliot's masterpiece, Four Quartets. Perhaps in a future episode we'll examine the four quartets more closely. It is, to be sure, a profound work, deserving of a thoughtful, comprehensive exegesis, for whose proper delivery I admit I'm somewhat unqualified. In short, the theme of the poem is time. The riddle of time, really, by which every single one of us is perplexed. Every person through the ages has found time a mystery. If, as the great romantic poet William Wordsworth says, were born with intimations of immortality. How is it that the days, months, and years pass by us so quickly? How is it that this life comes and goes seemingly in the blink of an eye? How is it that, before we know it, We're suddenly old. We're familiar with the actuarial tables. We know, roughly, what the life expectancy is. There's no delusion. We are finite creatures. Made of flesh and sinew muscle and bone, we are bound to decay. And yet, and yet, we can't quite shake this intimation of immortality, as Wordsworth calls it. This feeling that we are more than our body. This feeling that we're made to outlive ourselves. The 
In some ways, Eliot's poem addresses this tension. I'm going to read half of the first stanza of Burnt Norton, the poem with which Eliot's Four Quartets begins. Time present and time past are both perhaps present in time future, and time future contained in time past. If all time is eternally present, all time is unredeemable. What might have been is an abstraction remaining a perpetual possibility only in a world of speculation. What might have been and what has been point to one end, which is always present. Footfalls echo in the memory, down the passage which we did not take, toward the door we never opened, into the rose garden. My words echo thus in your mind. The second half of this passage deals with this episode's theme, regret. The first half reminds me of the concept of the eternal now, of which the German theologian Paul Tillich is the most noteworthy expositor. Eckhart Tolle, his student, talks about this as well. We can return to that another time. For now, we're focusing on regret. What might have been is an abstraction, remaining a perpetual possibility only in a world of speculation. Take our example of failing to gather up the courage to ask your crush out on a date. A perfect relationship, the happiest of unions, pure conjugal bliss, are what might have been had you swallowed your fears and asked him or her out. Regret is devilish in this way. It paints everything you didn't do in a rosier tone. Upon reflection, every path you didn't take looks picturesque. Every alternative is better. This is a game that the mind plays. It's a malicious game. It's the game of regret. What? might have been 
is an abstraction. It's a figment of your imagination, nothing more. It's untethered to truth. It is a perpetual possibility that exists only in a world of speculation. That is not a world in which you want to live. You might visit that world from time to time, but you should take care not to stay long. You want rather to live here and now, fully present in this real world, mindful and present. Footfalls echo in the memory, down the passage which we did not take, toward the door we never opened into the Rose Garden. Footfalls, or footsteps, are the things we didn't do. They are the Saturday morning in April. We didn't spend picking cherries with our mother. They are the crush whom we failed to ask out on a date. And yet, no matter how distant they are, their resonance can be heard. It is loud. With a constant buzzing, it rings in our head. The Rose Garden is the Edenic world to which, as a consequence of your actions, your barred entry. What are we to do with our regret? What are we to do with this debilitating emotion by which every one of us is plagued? The most powerful remedy is simple. Focus on the present. Become mindful of the present. Live in the present. In the present only. Nothing else exists. Neither the past nor the future. Inhale deeply. As you do, gather up all the things that you regret not doing. Are there not many things? And exhale. Let them all go. Burge yourself of them. Empty yourself of every last regret. Every last one. 
Inhale again, but this time, fill yourself up with the present. Really fill yourself up. The air you taste on your lips, the aroma you smell with your nose. It is before you. It is now. Taste it and smell it. Become intoxicated by their savor, their vitality, their freshness. Exhale again and push out any lingering remnants of regret. There's just not enough room in your spirit for such thoughts about the past. There is room enough for the present, for the now. That is all. Breathe deeply and proceed confidently in the direction of the present. In the direction of your dreams. Proceed without fear and you shall suffer no regret. With that, my dear friend, we've arrived at the conclusion of this episode. Thank you so much for accompanying me. I can think of no better companion than you. No one else with whom I'd rather spend my time. Thank you. Again, if you found this episode enjoyable, please do consider sharing it with friends and subscribing to the channel. I'm Daniel Finneran. Until next time, fare thee well. From Numa.